Welcome to the Lifelinks Podcast, a Latina podcast for the modern cultura. I'm your host, Consuelo Crosby, Peruana, California native, structural engineer, mother, and your amiga for all things Latina. Here we honor the women who navigate multiple cultures, both aquí and allá, and somewhere in between, providing that safe place for you to speak your truth, celebrate la cultura, and find belonging in this comunidad. Join us every Wednesday on your favorite streaming platform to listen to your new amigas as they share their journeys of lessons learned, barriers they overcome, and the joys of living life with pure authenticity. Encuentras your voice and discover the life meant for you. Hola, chicas! So grateful to have you here today on the Lifelinks Podcast. To learn how to embrace our true identity in today's cultura, share our struggles and big wins, and hold compassion for each other as we speak our truth. I have a really special episode today for you. One that was unplanned, spontaneous, but that I had hoped might happen at some point in my celebration throughout Colombia. Maybe I manifested it a little bit since I did bring my portable mics, just in case I bumped into someone who wanted to share their story in the heart of Colombia. And I did. This episode might shock you, might set you back a bit. So a little warning, this is an emotional one. It may move you to tears and hopefully give you pause to consider how you find yourself in this story. Because just like all the stories we've had from our beautiful Mujeres as our guest, there is a commonality. There is a thread that runs through each of these stories and ties right back to our heart and our soul. I met Angelica Vega on a complete whim. As you hear at the end of the podcast, I was in Medellin, Colombia, on my birthday revelry adventure that we've talked about for a little bit now and you've seen on our social media. And I was staying at the hotel where she was concierge that day. Not even that day. She was concierge at the moment I needed to go request something. We were just in the same place at the same time with a very banal reason to start a conversation. A laundry bag. And we couldn't stop talking for hours. It's like Angelica says, we just felt each other's vibe. We shared our personal stories immediately. From our cultura, to our powerful abuelitas, to the premonitions that we experience and that come from our lines of women in our ancestry. But even so, nothing, nothing prepared me for what Angelica spontaneously shared while recording and became the focus and the soul of this episode. Angelica Vega was born in Barranquilla and grew up in Guamal, Magdalena. She studied foreign languages at the Universidad de Pamplona, and her English is remarkable, especially in its expressions. It makes you feel like this is the amiga you have always had in your life sitting on your sofa. 
Some of her fun is centered on playing ultimate frisbee, hanging out with her friends, and listening to music, especially her favorite artist, Lindo Pimienta, a Colombian artist who represents strong women and shares her tragic truth of having to leave her beautiful country under real dire circumstances. Angelica shared Lindo's YouTube videos with me, and they too will move you in their spirituality and power. But first, here is Angelica Vega, who discovered her voice to speak her truth and embrace the freedom that follows. Hola, Hola, ¿cómo estás? Hola, muy bien, We're here in Medellín, Colombia. I came for my big birthday and I have met so many beautiful women, so many beautiful souls, because I find like the country is so spiritual. This land is so ancient with the power of spirituality. And so blessed to have met. Nice to meet you too. Here's <laughs> <laughs> right meeting you. Introduce yourself for us. Well, my name is Maria Angelica Vega. I am from Colombia. I was born in this beautiful city, which is called Barranquilla. I was born there, but I grew up in a small town called Guamal Magdalena. So was like in the Caribbean region. I grew up in Guamal Magdalena. I studied there um, until high school. Mm-hmm. Then I went to university. I studied uh, foreign languages, oh, English wow. and French. Like to teach. Oh my God. Actually, I'm an English teacher. Like for Colombian. Wow. <laughs> I was wondering because your English is impeccable. <laughs> uh, I still do work, but yeah, I keep practicing. I graduated from the university to be an English teacher in my country. I have worked in primary school, in some academies where they teach languages. And right now, I, I wanted to explore another field, which is tourism. Mm-hmm. I also like to keep practicing with native speakers, and that's why I, uh, I'm working here at the hotels. Yeah. Here at this beautiful, stunning hotel, Patio del Mundo. Patio del Mundo, I love it here. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, yes. This is the place to go. I in. love it. I will describe it as a unique place in the city. It's like this has this uh, concept with nature, mm-hmm. and also... Is close to this area, which is really busy, <laughs> crazy <laughs> at times, at nights, especially on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, which is province that uh, it's really close and the hotel is so quiet, so peaceful, you feel like home. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love it working here to have this interaction with people, you know, mm-hmm. like with the with the guests. So I'm not just only practice English, but also have this interaction and actually like customer service operation. So they feel welcome. I like that. I like customer service. It takes a special personality. It does. You have to be able to read the people and engage with them, make them feel comfortable. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's challenging to to deal with a lot of situations. But also I like it. I enjoy it. I'm really happy here. So it's beautiful. That's how we met because we could feel each other right away. The energy, you could feel it right away. And in the moment, we met. started leaking. I started talking for like a long time. <laughs> for you growing up, where you were, you were the culture. You know, Colombia, we are very 
diverse. Mm-hmm. There are certain regions. We are in the Caribbean region. We have the Caribbean region. We have this uh, Antioquia region. There's Bogotá, which is the capital. Every city and every uh, region has a unique culture. Of course, it's Colombian culture, but sure. each region has I don't know, a special music, special dancing, food, uh, even the accent, the dialect is so different. Yes. In each region in Colombia. I love that system from my country. It's so diverse. Yeah. And in the Caribbean region, it's very special. There are the cities and there are the small towns. So I grew up in a small town, which is very not that modern. It's very traditional and there are still some elements that are very authentic. There is an element called Tina. Tina, it is a recipient made of clay. It is big. It is something like that. Oh, wow. It is, it is bigger. It's made of clay. And people in the past used to have it to put some water. And they still keep this, they keep the tradition until today. In those smaller towns, the accent, the people, the behavior, the cultural traditions aren't very in the roots, you know. But yeah. We were at, in Isla Baru. Mm-hmm. And so they call it the coast. Yeah. Right. Along the coast, it's costeñas. No, the yeah. people, they call the people in the coast. I am costeña. Okay. So one of the ladies, the women there and the Isla. Right. She said she was describing, like you say, the diversity in the country. And she was like, well, we're Costeña and we're very chatty and right. not to dance. Or, yeah, we engage with people yeah. and, and you could feel the, the, the energy. energy. <laughs> energy the energy. And she's like, yeah, well, we have big booties. <laughs> not so big here. <laughs> and, she was, and she was so sweet. She's like, we have parties in the house. We dance. We can't leave for the weekend. And, yeah. But then she's like, then you go to Bogota. Mm-hmm. So the that's what she said. Another story. That's what she said. So funny. And then she's like, and then I said, we're going to Medellin. And she's like, oh, Paises. You're going to the Paises. So yeah, there's already like a very different personality. You can feel the people right away. I didn't expect it. Like I, I wanted to come to Colombia for some reason. I could tell that it was very spiritual. It is like this power here and you can feel it in the people right away. It's just like they live it right out loud to the surface. Right. Versus in the United States, it's gone. Like oh. it's so buried. Oh, indeed. People are so worried about work and money and they forget about family and to enjoy life and it's very difficult, therefore, to sometimes talk to other people. And when you have this feeling, you have this soulful connection and there's nobody to really talk to. It makes it difficult. But you have a good story, no? <laughs> yeah, because you live it from your grandmother to your mother yeah. to you and your twin sister. I- well, it has a lot of, oh my God, a lot of generation to generation with the that's right. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Spirituality and connections actually there is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, the, the whole coast and uh, the whole Korean region. Women, they are strong. And the culture there is like the women are the ones who are in the, in the house. They live all house chores and everything. So, for example, my, my grandma, when she was a teenager, 
she got married at about 15, 16 with an old man. And she has to be really tough from a very young age. So I really admire her for that. For she was a big deal. She was tough. She was a badass. Yes, badass chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and also, in, especially in the, in the Caribbean region, because like the, the men, they feel like they are the ones who run everything. In charge. They're in charge. Yeah. They are the men of the house. And the, she didn't have any other option than the men, my grandpa. And uh, she had six kids. My mom was the first one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And she was very strong. She was very spiritual. And she believed in God. You know, she had uh, that actually special connection. And she helped raise you. Yeah, she raised me, especially my twin sister and me, because we are the, we are the oldest. Yeah. My mom was busy. She had, at some point, she had three babies, actually. It was my twin sister and me, and then my brother. One year difference, difference. So, so three babies, three in one year. In yeah, yeah, in one right. year. So Let's face my mom. She was wiped out. <laughs> she needed help. Oh my god, yeah. she needed help. So yeah. my grandmother. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, and yeah. she helped. She helped my mom raising us. Uh, she was very special. She used to help the community at that time. She had a good financial position, yeah. and she used to help people. She was gifted. The people say that she used to heal people. That is going to Yes, heal people. My Abuelita, she's, oh my God, another level. She passed away in 2017. Oh, God. Yeah, it was, well, I don't know how to describe it. It was bittersweet. Mm-hmm. She was 94 years old. What? That's a Beautiful. At some point in my life, I have had some other experiences, you know, and uh, that's why I'm telling you, um, I'm sensitive. Yeah, we wouldn't have this spirituality thing. And yeah, you can feel things. You yeah, I can feel things. I felt things. Yeah. I have had experiences in my dreams as well. I was telling you with what happened with my mom, you know, pandemic was hard for everybody. It was crazy. It was crazy time. And at that time, I was very anxious. I had a lot of depression. I, a lot of people were, were went through awful. Yeah, horrible. horrible. I couldn't sleep. I was on TikTok until 2, 3 a.m. there party. Where it was like that, anxiety and everything. Yeah, I felt so alone. Oh. Um, my family, and well, especially with my mom, uh, we had a fight uh, that day, those days, and we had a, not like a fight, but like, it was something very, um, I don't know. Do we have time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, you know, um, I came out to her, you know, I, um, oh, it's a straight girl or something. No, I'm, I'm into girls too, you know, I, so I was opened with my mom because I, like they need to tell her like mom come on you're not gonna see me with her dude get buried or something and they, she didn't take it good no no came out to her and she was upset she's called me she told me oh. everything horrible oh. she was like wow that was really heartbreaking oh. for me oh, yeah 
It was, yeah, it was in Barranquilla, actually. And she was dealing with some health things as well. It was a hard time for her and for me as well. But I just felt the need, you know, I feel the need to tell her. It's so hard. It was really hard for me and uh, I imagine for her because I understand the thinking or like the way she thinks it's very different from what I think. Sure. Sure for her is unacceptable. She was like, oh, come on. Right now, now this is happening to me. Come on, God. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, Uh, I don't want you to be like this. I'm sorry. Um, Well, and you are not, you are not this. This is just a face. No, no. Come on, why, why are you doing this to me? I was like, mom, this is not about you. It's not about you. Exactly. Here I'm pouring myself to you. I'm coming to yeah. you for, exactly. for like acceptance. Exactly. And I was looking like, you know, like, you know, are you going to still be my mom? Oh, wow. You know, I was like, I didn't tell her. She went like, no, come on, let's go to the car. And then she was like, so real. Then she was so upset. We came to our relative apartment. We didn't talk to each other. She was like, and, and my relative noticed, like something happened between them. She, my mom was really mad at me. Yeah. Okay, I called I call my sister, oh man. And I remember at that time I wasn't working. So I had to stay with my mom. I didn't have like money to travel here to Medellin to travel somewhere else. I had to. Oh, you are just didn't it? Was, yeah, it was humiliating for me. It was horrible. It was horrible. We went to our small town, Guamal. We traveled there. And she was like, not a I feel like she hated me. I felt the hate. I felt the discrimination. I felt everything. And I was like, mm. and I remember I was hurting. I was suffering. I was crying all the time because I felt my mother's rejection. That's the word. I felt it and shame, crying all the day. And shame, and shame as well. She was like, "What, what, what people are gonna say?" And I was thinking about that. What? Que vas a decir, gente? It's totally. Oh yeah, It was everything I remember. Yeah. So I called my twin sister. I told her she was like, "Oh my god, how was it?" And I was like, "Very well." She told me, "Oh my god, be strong. You are not alone." And I called another cousin. She was now come on, maybe it's, it's because she she's in denial. Some other people were living with us. And I remember, I don't know if she did it on purpose or something, but she was like having her attention with them. Yeah. She was like ignoring me. Yeah. And she was also like um, making me feel like I was replaceable. That was horrible. Right now, I can't talk about this very mature and everything because I have been to therapy because of this. And uh, in therapy, I've been like working and everything. So... I don't cry because then right now I have heal in front and then um, what I'm healing is too. Yeah. Then like at that time it was so hard. So I remember that night, that special night, I was feeling like this, feeling replaceable, feeling like she was ignoring me, she was rejecting me. Everything, everything, you know, like your mom is rejecting you. And I remember that night I was crying. I was hurting. I was suffering. I was like, I felt alone. Like, I don't have a mom. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, someone to cry to, like, yeah, feel comfortable. I was like, oh my God, am I going to feel this way my whole life? I don't want to live like this. Oh God, please come on. It was a horrible night. I was like, come on, God, 
I don't want to live like this anymore. Please take me. I don't want to live anymore. Take me, take me. I don't want to feel like this. It was, you know, anxiety, depression, everything at the same time. Everything at the same time. The rejection, everything. Oh. I was like, I am such a disappointment. What's the point of living? I hope I don't wake up the next morning. The next morning, my mom was watching the news, you know, she was watching the news. She was like, nothing happened. She was like being herself in the house. I remember I woke up, sat still, and I just sat next to her. And I was just watching the news. Like, she was like, did you enter to the room last night? And I was like, no. Yeah, you entered and you lay next to me. You were like looking for my comfort. You laid down next to me and I was like, no, I didn't. And she was like, yeah, and I hugged you, and and yeah, yeah. and I was like, mom, no, wow. I was in my room all the time, the whole time, yeah. And she was like, really? I was like, mom, no, but I'm going to tell you what happened last night. And I told her, I feel like this, I feel like that, and she was like, oh my God. But she was like, aware, but she didn't do anything. She was like, okay. Everything makes sense, you know? Yeah. But as she was reacting me and everything, yeah. she didn't hug me and I was crying. Mom, did that happen? Yeah. Last night, like, you felt me, like, I went to your room and I was, maybe I, yeah, I was looking for comfort. Comfort, comfort. Yeah. I don't know what happened. But last night, I just wanted to die. I didn't want to live anymore. She was in, in shock and then she understood. Yeah. She was like in shock at the same time, but this, she didn't hug me. She didn't do anything. Me as a Latina, as a Latina yeah. woman, especially first off in my house, second mm-hmm. of all in my Caribbean region culture, uh-huh. which is very machista, no yeah, patriarchal, patriarchal. Yeah. Uh, now being gay in that community, no way, no, no way, right? No, no way. way. So, um. Actually, I, I was like, okay, I don't need to come out. I don't care about what other people think. When I was like 22, 23, I was like, okay, I know this is yeah. who I am. Yeah. I had a brand at time and I was, I own it, you know, because like, this is who I am. You had your communities. You had the people who would support you. Support me, yeah. Like, right. That were around me, people yeah. that were close to me. Everybody in family, family. And I didn't feel the need to tell them. I don't know, in pandemic, I just felt the need. I see what you're saying. The pandemic came after all that when you yeah. were living your life and thriving. I, I was growing up and I was yeah. like on my, my shoes. I was owning my, you know, I, the fact I was gay. I, I didn't feel ashamed. I didn't care about the other people. I was but you like, were empowered. Yeah, but I, I was empowered. I was because empowered. the pandemic made us feel very vulnerable. It was scary. We didn't have a cure and we didn't know what it was. So I think one, Maybe you felt like we all did, very vulnerable to being hurt, right? Yeah. And yet, in that vulnerability, when we want to be with someone to make us feel safe, when we want to be with someone so we're not alone, we couldn't be because we were in lockdown and we were by ourselves. And so if we either had to sit with ourselves all alone or we had to be with family mm-hmm. all alone, you really want someone who's going to make you feel okay all the time. And maybe 
just the timing of that vulnerability and wanting to feel feel safe, be accepted. Right. It, it just went bigger into your whole life. Right. And also, I know that I was not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that at that, that time was hard not just for me. Yeah. Being a gay person in a family context because we were on lockdown. Yeah. So I know I wasn't the only one. I, I was not. Absolutely. Like, and I remember I used to watch TikTok and I remember and I watch TikTok dealing with those situations. Yeah. yeah. Even, you know, the artists and the singers. Yeah. Personalities. Yeah. yeah. Celebrities, yeah. they were aware of that and they were sending messages. Oh, they want they, to come on, they, the gay people that are there with their families and everything. We know what you are going through. Come on, you are not alone. Be yourself, be strong. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the beauty of social media, mm-hmm. the beauty of finding your community, right. you know, you know yeah. any way you can. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so it still remains like separate. With the family, there's still like no, even if it's our old daughter, we have to, wow, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. That's where it gets frustrating, I think, with the culturas, mm-hmm. when it takes over so much of the person that, like you say, the cultura, other people are more important yeah. than your old daughter. Come on, someone like, like that's more important. You're more worried about pleasing them, right? Than taking care of the only daughter. daughter. I still love my mom. Sure. I, um, I forgive her. Actually. Wow. I forgive her because like, um, I kind of like understand at some point that we belong to different generations. Yeah. And not just like different generations, but the things that, um, she was raised certain way very conservative very you know like people like sure they were very like that and she was raised that way especially in a small town yeah nowhere to go with exactly yeah so different from the city the city people are more open-minded and everything you know but you took on the strength yourself to stop that exactly to stop that generational pain and not passing that on, like adopting it for yourself, not being yourself, hiding it from yourself. Exactly. You have the strength within you to say, no, it's okay. I, I'm worthy. Yes, and so I am. And it's okay to live who I am. Um, yeah. And not to pass it on to another generation. Mm-hmm. Not to tell another generation, yeah. hide from who you are so other people don't talk about us. Exactly. You had the power. You had this right. Man, maybe it's I, I would need that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And actually, it's been, it's been a lot of things that I've been struggling with, mm-hmm. especially this fact that I am getting my family mm-hmm. context. Mm-hmm. Also, well, society, I don't care because right now I feel empowered. And yeah. also, like, the community right now is very, you know, powerful. Very yeah. fulfilled. Yeah. Very supportive. Right, very supportive. And, uh, it, just, it was just the rejection from my family that made me feel oh, more sure. worthless. Oh, for sure. That I was such a disappointment oh, appointment yeah. for them. So that for me, that was my mental health was destroyed. Oh, and I had to go to therapy. And it wasn't that, it wasn't back then. It is, it was now. I mean, it, it, this year. Wow. Everything I have was like accumulated, you know, wow. it was accumulated, accumulated for several years. I felt myself like in a deep hole. 
And I was like, man, I need help. I need help because I want to see the, the sense of life again. I need help. I need help. And uh, nobody told me that, hey, you should go to therapy. I mean, I was so quiet. I, I too, everybody was okay. But I knew deep down in inner self, I knew I needed help. Yeah. I need professional help. Mm-hmm. I need uh, something that helped me go through this. To heal this, to, to forgive heal. my family, especially my mom, to forgive my dad as well, to forgive all yeah. the people, the, the relatives that have rejected me. Wow. Some aunts, some cousins. And right now, as I was telling you, yesterday was a special day for me. <laughs> I was like, you know, closing some things, opening doors. And uh, yesterday, you know, with this special moment I had at night, with this, you know, the message I was telling you about yeah. music, this concert and everything, I was like, hey, I'm going to wrap it up. Yes. And I'm going to heal. And now I'm going to rise up. So yeah. I was like, okay, family, thank you. Give you and everything, but I have to keep my distance because I'm not a trash can. After the trash can. Oh my God, I love that. But seriously, you are so courageous. And you love yourself. I love myself. You love yourself so that, much. And you can see the grace. Exactly. And I remember that at some point, I doubted myself. I thought I was worthless. Mm-hmm. I didn't love myself because some people made me feel that I was worthless. That I, was, I didn't deserve love or I, I was not lovable because of, like, I was such a disappointment or something like that. And right now, when I'm my adult version, yeah. I am like connecting with all of those versions and be myself, you know, myself right now. All together. All together. Because you can go back to each one of them and go, wow, wow, yes. wow. Yes. You're awesome. You're awesome. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't for bringing me to the forget point. this, don't forget this, don't forget this. Yeah. You're, you're like this. Come on, keep it up. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I've been like reuniting with this version of myself, making me who I am right now. Yeah. I was a people pleaser. Oh. I used to put people first. So I leave myself behind. But right now I'm, I am like, okay, thank you. I forgive you. But okay, I'm going to keep my distance. Now is my turn. Mm-hmm. And my turn to be myself and my turn to heal it's my turn to be the best version of myself and i don't fucking care what you think about me uh, don't give a shit. now is my turn i don't mean it in a you know arrogant way yeah, yeah. yeah no actually i mean it like a self-esteem yeah owning yourself and loving yourself and and wanting things for yourself that bring you joy mm-hmm. we can't take that for granted that is a big deal that is a big step for anybody to take to feel like i'm worthy of, right. of this love I'm, it's I'm worthy. not easy to to get to that point like no. i'm worthy no and to finally say i'm worthy right man wow it's, it took me years to now today say it right and we don't even realize we don't think that way it's so deep in subconscious that we don't even think we're thinking that we don't realize we're putting ourselves second, third, fourth. Come on. Because we think we're doing, oh, I'll take care of you. Yeah, yeah. We think it's good. Right. I'll do this. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that instead of what we really want. Oh, my God, what a beautiful place for you to be right now. What a beautiful place. I'm celebrating. No, seriously. You too. No, you see. 
for a lot of women who will be listening to this and mm-hmm. hearing and going, yeah, I understand, I'm with you. Do you think there was maybe a little shift that you remember where you realize it's okay to put yourself first? It's okay. It's a sign of love. Do you remember hearing an expression, maybe something that was said or a feeling where you went, oh, wow, I need to love myself? Well, actually, I've been telling that to myself for years. Mm-hmm. It's been like, I'm telling that I'm worthy. I don't, come on, let love myself. You can tell yourself, yeah, love myself. But then you have to believe it. So believe it's been taking me years until now. Allowing that I, I am worthy, that I, I should love myself. Like, you know, I put myself first. I've been trying. But sometimes people tell you things, you know, that sometimes you doubt yourself. Yeah. So it has been a constant battle. Then at right now, I am believing it. Yeah, until yeah, I am believing it now. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing to share for other people to hear that, yeah, there's going to be bad days. Yeah. There's going to be days where we doubt ourselves, where we don't feel worthy, mm-hmm. where it's hard to love ourselves. Um, but those are just like voices, right? Different voices. They're just voices. Those are, but then that are yours. No, they're just they're things. Because of what other people have been telling you. That you shouldn't believe them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we unconsciously believe them. That's what makes us doubt of ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. So I think, or, well, what I, I, I went from my experience, from mm-hmm. having been through for years, mm-hmm. and like, I have, uh, people were telling me things or were making me feel mm-hmm. with attitude and the actions that I was not worthy. Yeah, at some point we kind of listen to the, those voices. Unfortunately, we believe on the voices, but, but we should just take a um, path to ourselves, to our inner self, mm-hmm. to get to know ourselves. Sometimes when I feel like that or something, I want to put a stop. I want to be alone. Mm-hmm. If I had the opportunity to go to one place, mm-hmm. I just go there and be alone, like to get to know myself and to heal. And also I talk to myself. What other people are telling me about me is not true. This is who I really am. Mm-hmm. They just judge me. They just make assumptions and they make those assumptions and they try to take it as a fact. But it is not a fact. It's just their misconception. They try to define you. They try to tell you, oh, you are are not. You know, you have to go deeper and you have to have this conversation with your inner self to get to know you better. And you know who you really are. You know what you offer to people. You know what you bring to the table and that's what matters. Like what you you think about yourself, that's what matters. Don't believe anybody is telling you, telling yeah. about you. That's on them. That's on them. That's on them. Not on you because no. you're not responsible. You, you know who you are. That's no, beautiful. But you are not responsible for what you think about you. Or even the fact that they can't handle it. Like you don't have to make it better for them. Yeah, and do you have to prove anything to anybody as well? Yeah. It's just you. And like you said earlier, Go back to every version of yourself and say thank you. And you're beautiful. 
and you did great. And exactly, look at us now. Look at what look at us now. Exactly. Me and Nana, I am telling them like, hey, I want to make you feel proud. <laughs> oh, I like that. Look, I am doing right by you. Exactly. You fought in this way for you. Yeah, for you. For you. For you. Because it's the first time I put myself yeah, in the first place. Yeah. And so now they can all come forward. Mm-hmm. They can all come out forward. Right, exactly. You can be who you are. People yeah. that are me, I forgive them. Yeah. That's on you. Yeah. If you don't like me, if you don't accept me, if you reject me or something, it's, uh, it's to you. I love you. I care about you. I still care about my parents. I want to give them my best version. I'm going to give them my best version. I like that a lot. I learned something. Prior to coming to Colombia, I was in Georgia with a group that I've known for a very long time of professionals, professional engineers that were the cohorts of my father. The one man who is like the son of all this universe of men, powerful, beautiful man, very soulful, very intelligent, very um, always wanting to learn and share what he's learning. He's very spiritual within a profession that's very analytical. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful combination, right? Yeah, it's very beautiful. He studies all the fossils and everything they discover, that it was always men. Even though we talk about climate change and we talk about, you know, the meteor that darkened the earth and we talk about why things have gone extinct. He said, it's always men who makes things go extinct because, I love this, man kills what he doesn't understand. It makes sense. Right? So it's not that people say bad things to you personally to hurt you or to make you feel that way, but of course it does make you feel that way. But they do it because they don't understand. Understand. They kill your essence. They kill your joy. They kill your pride. They kill everything about you that they don't understand. Right. Rather than take the time. And they don't want to understand. No. Rather than take the time to learn decisions, realize they don't know. Mm-hmm. And like, help me understand. Exactly. Help me. At least they, they had that attitude. Like, come on, let me understand. Yeah. What's that like? I didn't know. Yeah. But they, again, even that takes vulnerability. Mm-hmm. The vulnerability to say, I don't understand. What you were saying earlier, they kill what they don't understand. But when I say like, it makes sense, what I mean is like, you know, this hate, the, the homophobic. Homophobic hate. Homophobic hate. They, they just want to kill. Yeah. Literally. When they don't Literally. Come on. In those cultures, they kill just because you're gay. They killed you. That's just a crime. Being gay is a crime. That is so strange. When you say it out loud, it's horrible, right? It's like, it's ridiculous. Like, and again, it's like, wait, you're justifying killing somebody because you don't understand who they are. Who they are. So you just kill them because you just kill them. And yet, like we were saying earlier, and yet, there is a power, there is a community, it's swelling, growing, where where this kindness of humanity is coming back in, 
and the embrace is coming back in and the, the wanting to care for each other mm-hmm. is starting to rise again. I am in this point right now, really meeting you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, now it's my turn. I'm going to celebrate myself. Yeah. I celebrate this moment and let's do it this way. And you have to celebrate it right now. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's, see, that's where the power, you're so powerful. It keeps like this. I know this like that. I know where it's going to be ups and downs, but right now, yesterday and today, I feel free. I would like to keep like this. Free to be yourself. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah. beautiful. Thanks for so, so much. You're bearing so much of yourself. You've taught people so much today. You've given yeah. them so much hope. And so much relief. Like you've taken a lot of burden from people listening because of the experience. I'm sure everyone shares some similar experience. Yeah, I know. I know the only right. Hearing you come through the other side with real experience, not like you said, you can tell yourself yes, 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 but it takes so much work, so much work, and it's worth it. It's worth it because you're worth it, right? And I know also like for like, each person's process is different. And I just would like to tell people that maybe are going through something like this or something that is hard and they are thinking or doubting your worth. No, just listen to yourself. Just go deeper and get to know you better. And yeah, if you feel less, go find yourself. I love that. I absolutely love that. You're worth it. You're worth more than anything in the world. You too. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Thank <laughs> you. And everybody. Everybody. And, you know. Let's love each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That was beautiful. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you for, yeah. That was powerful. For listening that I hope, um, you know, other people find themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I was here. I'm so honored. I'm so, I'm so honored. No, seriously, it's a blessing to feel like you trust me to share your story. We need to share our story, right? To know that we're not a room and to share our truths. In Encuentras Your Voice, you will not be silenced, right? We want to know who you are. We want to love you for who you are. And we hope Angelica Vega vibes with you too. What a story. What a story. And I have to admit, this is only one piece of a story that goes on for hours, literally hours. I might have to make another episode just talking about the premonitions. Angelica, the native Colombia who I met while staying at the hotel in Medellin, And although we had no idea, no preconceived concepts of creating an episode, we could feel each other right away. The trust, the security, the vibe, as she says, to lean in and share such intimate stories with a complete stranger. And yet, not a stranger. And the most touching moment in the episode where she pauses and says, do we have time? Do we have time to share her most intimate part of herself with us? And we are so blessed. We are so honored 
that she took us through her journey, trusting us with her story and offering each of us the opportunity to consider ourselves in that story, whether it's a personal experience or as an ally and advocate for the LGBTQ community in Arctura. Are we doing enough individually to ensure that we have created an open and welcoming space for others to share their stories with us, to provide a safe place for anyone to go deep, like she says, to go deep in discovering themselves and to be welcomed and loved and cared for in your true self. I really feel her powerful, badass abuelita was with her that day we recorded, giving her the strength to share and to hand over that heaviness when we have to keep things to ourselves for fear of what other people might say. It's a horrible thing, and especially it becomes hard in our cultura, where we're taught to be quiet, where we're taught to be nice, where we're taught to do for others as women in the cultura, and yet so little focus is ever returned back to us. But hearing Angelica not only share the really emotional story of what it was like to come out to her mother only to be rejected, but just be in awe of Angelica's courage to believe in herself, believe her own words of telling us, yes, you are worthy. How to go deeper and find ourselves, love ourselves and search for the people that just get us. I would love to hear your stories of similar experiences coming out to La Familia, the difficulty you may have experienced in the cultura, and the stories of loving acceptance and celebration that hopefully is the majority of these stories. Reach out to me on our website at lifelinks.com, that's L-N-X-X, and on our social media at lifelinks. We will pull your experiences together for our pod club episode next week as we sit in grace and gratitude for each other, love each other, and ask for gentleness to embrace us. Encuentras your voice and step into your truth, ladies. Ciao! Really appreciate the time we take to rate and review the podcast. Get the backstory and what you've heard here today and reach out on our website at lifelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. Because it's about time, it's about us. Stay in the groove on our social media at Lifelinks and get ready to make your move, ladies. Viva!